挽回残下の太刀。Welcome back to the Admiral Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my Bankai amazing co-host, Kenny. It's Uga Tensho. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, we're talking about Bleach. I did not have this on my bingo card for the 2020s at all. The fact that Bleach actually, after 10 years of being completely off air and kind of out of everyone's mind for the most part, except reminiscing on the golden age of anime where we had the big three, Bleach, Naruto, One Piece. It had completely just not been a part of my life anymore. I would casually talk about it every once in a while. But for me, Bleach just kind of was a part of my past that I enjoyed for what it was. It's definitely not the best story ever told or anything like that, but I enjoy the shit talking. I think Bleach is like the absolute best anime manga I've ever read in my life when it comes to pure shit talking and crazy mm. one-liners. And some of the action sequences are also outrageous. Uh... But yeah, Bleach is back. Bleach is fucking back. And I just want to start off by saying Captain Commander got hold. You can debate your grandmother, but I, Dude, I just I don't appreciate Captain I mean, Commander got hold. If we're going to start there, I that's probably one of my biggest gripes yep. is that. So <clears throat> as people may or may not know, I've been saying this on a couple episodes, but back when Bleach first announced the comeback, I started rereading Bleach because it's been a very long time since I went through Bleach. So I wanted to reread all of Bleach. I started from chapter one. I reread it all. And then I got up to the arc that the anime is on now. And this arc I never properly finished in the manga because at that time I was just kind of done with it. Anyway, I fully read Bleach. I read it all. And then I went and I watched this season of anime. And when reading the manga and then when also watching the anime, we'll get to some of the good, but Fraser started off with it. It's so frustrating the way they treat the characters in Bleach that aren't Ichigo. Yes. A lot of, like, Bro, they're all Jiraiya. So, all of them are dude, Jiraiya. Every character is Jiraiya. Like, this is Captain Commander, Captain General, the head captain. Like, this is the number one guy. Strong, Like, his body's the heat of the sun. Yeah. Nonsense, right? Thousands he's of years. The, Thousands of years. He's the unstoppable captain. At one point, he said, I don't remember when he says this. I don't even remember if it's in the season or in an old season. But at one point, he says, like, do you know why I'm still Captain General, why I'm still Captain Commander? It's because there has never been a Soul Reaper born stronger <laughs> than me. Like, I, I'm forced to stay here yes. because there's never been anyone born stronger. Because you bitches stronger. suck. Because yeah. y'all bitches suck. Like, that's why I'm still here. So, like... It's so frustrating when you have this character, and this happens with Byakuya, with Zoraki, yeah. which they stay kind of retcon in this season, we'll get to that, but this happens with all these characters that aren't Ichigo, where he just gets these mysterious power-ups. Fucking Genryusai is, you know, everything we've already said, and he basically uses all of his power yes. fighting a fucking doppelganger, Bro. not even the boss. Like, it's so corny. It is so corny, and not only that, so I read the manga years ago, and I stopped. I literally couldn't finish the Thousand Year Blood War arc 10 years ago when it was actually being written because I got to a point, I guess I won't say where I got to because they haven't aired that yet. So this is going to be an anime only podcast. We're not going to talk about the yeah, manga yeah. and where, you know, how it ends and all that because I do know what happens and like I've got. Yeah, this is 
And then when they release the next season, you know, we'll talk about that. We talk we're about not going to talk about anything that comes after the yes. anime season. So this is just going to be on the 13 episodes that aired in, you know, 2022. Uh, but yeah, I really, I, I have the same gripes where I just feel like they rushed into a lot of it as far as Captain Commander is concerned. I think that a character like that who is revered as the strongest Shinigami born in the last several thousand years should not be discarded so easily and he shouldn't blow his whole load in one episode i feel like if captain commander is going to use his bankai and also at some point lose it shouldn't be one episode in my yeah opinion. i just think that that's I, wild he is think about this man like especially this season like if you consider the fact that it's been 10 years or whatever since the last season like we've been waiting for captain commander to really go off because yeah. he's never got a chance to go off and what happened with aizen it kind of made sense, like, the way it happened. Yeah. Like, even then, I still think that he should have went off, but, like, I get it. I think that they should have sealed Captain Commander against Aizen. I think Aizen should have made Wonderwise, instead of sealing his Zanpakuto, should have sealed Captain Commander himself to make yeah. it make sense. Because, in hindsight, looking at what Captain Commander's Bankai does, it doesn't make sense yeah. that he did not use that against Aizen, because there's no fucking world where Aizen could deal with that. Like, yeah, I, that was just too much. It was too it's, much. It's weird. It, it's but I don't know. It, it's crazy because this is like the guy. This is the guy we. And then it's just weird too because mm, I, I won't get to that. But he's the guy. He's Captain Commander, Captain General, and then he loses to. I'm gonna call him Yahweh. I know his name's like Yahwabak or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you are. But it's it's clearly supposed to be based off the name Yahweh, and I don't know how to say that other name. And it, those some of those letters aren't there. There's not a B in his name. I don't, some of, some of those letters yeah, aren't no, there. Kenny's, Kenny's right. His name is spelled like Y H W A C H, but then when you hear them say it's like Yuhabak or yeah, some, something like, like that. So it, the, the letter B is not there. So not like there. his name's Yahweh, and that's what I'm calling him. Okay, well, I, I and also he's like clearly based on Christianity, like the Quincy's in general, like they have a lot of crosses and shit. Yeah, like, he's actually based I feel, on, I read he's based on two religious entities, actually. So there's the Yahweh part of his name, and then there's something else. I don't remember exactly what it was. I don't know if it was Judaism or, mm. I, I don't think it was Buddhism, but it, it was something, it was it's two things together for this guy. Uh, but you but, are correct. He is very clearly a Messiah type character. He is very clearly he, uh, based on Christianity as well. Here's what's annoying though, right? As far as we know, as, as they tell the legend, like he his heart beats again after nine hundred years, after yeah. ninety nine nine days, whatever the fuck. He regains his sight, he, and after nine, he so he hasn't been training. It's not like for the last thousand years he's been training. Not he just all. woke up, right? No. Can somebody explain to me how the guy that that wiped the Quincy's out a thousand years ago? fucking lost with doppelganger like so, i don't understand I'm, oh, I'm so glad you're on the same page with me because we did not talk he, about, he did he literally like annihilated he fucking get he uh what is it called he uchiha them right like they 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 got uchiha there's only one left like there's fucking one left his name is ishta uryu that was it there were no more Quincy's. I guess Ishta's dad also happened to be a fucking Quincy. And then randomly Ichigo, which we will get to that rant because Ichigo for some strange reason is also a Quincy that they just completely threw in there at the end. It was like, all right, well, by the way, because God forbid we end the series without him being literally every single species that we've ever created. Like Ichigo has to be every single, he has to be human, Shinigami, Hollow, and now Quincy, half a Roncar, half Fullbringer. Like he is literally every Everything, and that's a rant in itself. But there's yeah, a they, power. He's got it. 
they got wiped out completely that's why, by that's a guy. That's why Ichigo can beat Goku. Because if Ichigo were to fight Goku, you'd he, find out that Ichigo was a Saiyan. He would grow a tail he, in the middle of the fight. There would be a tail in the middle of that fight. There would be a fucking tail that comes out of nowhere. And then there would be a full moon, too. And yeah. it's just, and then he would turn into like an Uzuru Hollow. Oh, and absolutely! Would, <laughs> someone would blow a hole in his chest. Like Goku would spirit bomb his chest and think that the fight's over. And then he, you know, he'd get up and the white would take over, and it would uh. be a whole rant. <laughs> I am just so. Don't get us wrong. We both like Bleach. Like it is actually. Oh yeah, and the season was good. It was oh, it was very. really fun to watch. The animation is beautiful. Like the animation looks crazy. The effects, everything. Like it was sick. The characters are sick. I love the character designs, the art, the animation, and it's a really fun watch. That said, <laughs> that said, <laughs> there are what flaws. I would consider plot holes. Yep, definitely plot and holes, like, definitely flaws. Just some nonsense. Yeah, uh, Bleach is very enjoyable. I put it in the category, like I said, it's not the best story ever told, but we don't really expect that from it because we knew very early on. And you know what? To further that point, let me just say this. Every episode of the Thousand Year Blood War arc that aired so far was five chapters of the manga, just by the way. So for people who don't know, yeah, there was... I was confused, by the way, because I didn't watch the anime, anime as it was airing, obviously, as everybody knows me. I waited until it was done. Having finished the manga, though, like I wasn't worried about seeing something. So I saw what the last episode was, yeah. and I was like, how the hell did they get there? I was like, that's so far. Like, yeah. how did they get there in 12? I, at the time, I thought 12, but even 13. I was like, man, they must have covered a lot of content per episode. Yeah, so what they did is they adapted 64 chapters, around 64 chapters, into Core 1. And so 13 episodes are 64 chapters, which comes out to an average of around 4.8 chapters per episode, like on average. Some, some episodes are literally five chapters. Now, let me tell you what can't do this. Let me tell you what fucking manga literally cannot do that. You One Piece literally <laughs> cannot do that. Now, One Piece has had the opposite issue where they can take one chapter and adapt one chapter into one episode and it gets padded out and it's really annoying. And that's yeah. a problem that it's had in the past. A, a good sweet spot for one dude. If they did like, if they average two and a half chapters, I think the one piece anime would be golden. I agree. But to be able to do five, let me just tell you the detail that is lacking from bleach manga. Have you ever read the bleach manga guys? Because <laughs> it is lacking detail. There are multiple. So Kenny just read all of bleach recently. Like recently he went through from the beginning of it all the way to the thousand year blow blower arc and everything. So he's read all of it very recently, like in the last month. And yep. so he can really speak to this even more than I can. Cause I haven't read the manga in years, like probably 10. Uh, but I remember reading the thousand year blower arc and there are literally chapters where there's no backgrounds drawn. Like, like <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. there are panels. There are several panels where you will just, just see Zoraki and there's nothing in the background. It's just Zoraki on a white panel. Nothing's there. It is not because something is happening in a fight that requires there not to be a background. They're fighting in a place. It is just not drawn. And like yeah. that happens with several chapters of this arc. And I'm sure it happens in other chapters prior to the Thousand Year Blood War arc, but I don't remember those because those are even older than this whole thing. Uh, but yeah, Bleach does not have the most detail. Whereas when you read something like Naruto, or One Piece, One Piece being the, the goat of it all, there is so much in a One Piece chapter to look at, and I actually do take my time, so does Kenny, to look at the chapter, look at all the detail, it takes me about 15 plus minutes on average to read One Piece chapters. So catching up on One Piece is actually a chore for me, and not in the sense that like it's something I don't want to do, but it takes time. I know that it's a commitment. Yeah. If I'm going to read 20 chapters of One Piece to catch up, 
it's going to take me a while to get through that many chapters because I'm not going to rush through it just to get current. I have to look at all of the details that Oda includes. There's oftentimes little Easter eggs or crazy things that you could easily overlook. And in between chapters, because One Piece is so detailed, I like to go on Reddit and I'll, I'll literally type in a discussion yeah. thread for just that chapter. And those things are spoiler free. They won't go ahead of it at all. They'll just talk about yeah, just that chapter. That, that thread you're looking at was made the fucking day that chapter or the day after that it chapter was. came out. Yep. And then it'll say like, this is a spoiler free. Do not discuss anything outside of this chapter and anything prior to it. Obviously is on the table. Cause you have to yeah. draw, you know, orders the goat with that. But I say a lot to say bleach chapters are just not very detailed. So I am not surprised that you can take five chapters of this manga and say, this is one episode and it works. <laughs> and it actually so works. Crazy. That's why I like the Genryu side being one up. I mean, it wasn't, much better in the manga it, it no, feels it a little better just because like it's not one chapter yeah. but the fact that they you know his bonkai and his and you know his defeat I, is in the same episode is it, so crazy it felt longer in the manga because it was in the sense that you had to wait multiple weeks but if you think about the totality of it all it really wasn't much longer like kenny said and they yeah. even expanded on it in the anime but we really get i don't know how I, the episode looks dude the part oh. Where oh the whole screen is covered in flames, oh and then like God. they disappear and like go Instantly. into his like it, bro, and it gets. I rewound that scene like three times. Like it looked so, and then like it goes through the other people, and like it shows like a, a vase with a flower in it, and yes. like there's no water in it the vase, wilting. and it goes to um um uh, Kyo Jaku. I forget how to say his yeah, name. Oh yeah, the, the, blood, the, the blood on his lip. Kyo yeah, his lips. His lips start cracking like. <laughs> Uh, I think they go at one point. They go to what's the what's the frozen kid? Uh, the it's a guy. Let let it go. Yeah, him. They go to him and his ice, his stolen ice bankai can't activate anymore. So he's fighting against one of the star runners, and the guy's like, "What the deuce? Like, why can't I use this anymore?" He's like, "Yeah, bitch, Hiyorimaru doesn't work when Captain Commander's bankai is simply <laughs> active." Which can I just talk about this? The fact that all the captains in Soul Society accept that they're going to die if Captain <laughs> Commander activates it, he simply breathes. And they're like, well, we all accept it when we signed up for death. Like, we signed up to die if this guy needs to use his Bankai for longer than 20 seconds. <laughs> they literally start dying, and some people's Bankais no longer work. Like, Toshiro, that's his name, for Toshiro's actual sword completely to be invalidated by another person in the soul society i think that's wild i think it's just yep. wild that literally his sword can no longer function shikai or bankai at all like at all yeah, all of its abilities he just has to be a swordsman yes he has to just hit you with some kenshin shit that that's so wild like he i think they said captain commander literally evaporates all of the moisture in the air in the entire yep. soul society. Like he becomes the temperature of the sun and the, all of the flames get put into his blade, but somehow it's still that hot outside. It's, it's crazy. They even show like the background is wavy. <laughs> they show how hot it actually is. And what I love is that you Bach is staring at Captain commander and he's like, what the fuck did all those flames go? Like, were they ever really there? Or was that like basically the, it's something that his Rietu is showing you, but they're not, actually factually there that's just how powerful and ridiculous his rietu is but then Captain Ken is like actually the flames they're very real and they're all in the tip of my sword now and he like he slices his cape he's like he cut me but nothing happened and you just see the cape has like a little rip in it and then he taps the ground and this is where i lost it i lost it when captain commander simply tapped the ground with his sword and that shit 
instantly evaporated. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I think that was my exact reaction. I was like, oh my God. Like, don't get touched by that shit. He's too strong. And it's just like, it's just crazy. Now, I, it's for, something that this arc did or this uh, season did that was like, I don't know. They They did this thing where they took the characters that were really strong and they gave you an excuse as to why they lost. So, for example, after it was all over, Yahweh says like, Oh, you could have got your arm back. Because yeah. one thing we know is like Zaraki fights with one arm and he Captain Commander tried to teach him to use two arms and then like, you know, they told him not to, blah, blah, blah. But basically he uses Sanjutsu, he fights with his sword, he uses two hands, and he never repaired his arm. Yeah, and you know, from we could before. easily do it and and that's supposed to be like a, a hint to basically say like, oh, if he had it's, it's so that fans on Reddit could go, oh, if he had two arms, he would have won. Right. And it's just like, I still don't even believe that. Though. I don't. Like his, his sword, I think he could have I think he could have won with one arm. I just Same. think the writer decided he wasn't going to win. The because... writer decided that they had to write him off, which they had to kind of do in the Eisen arc because yeah. Eisen was just absolutely outrageous and you needed Dongai Ichigo to beat him. And they didn't really know what to do with Captain Commander, so they made Wonderwise, and then they made Captain Commander sacrifice his arm. And then they also, in the same Arankar arc, they show Zaraki put two hands on a sword to kind of foreshadow, I guess. I don't really think it was foreshadow, but I think that they kind of said, let's go back to something that happened a long time ago, where Zaraki put two hands on his sword, and he became outrageously stronger than he was against Neutra. So it's like, okay, there's a precedent for two hands being ridiculous in Bleach. That's fine. You can establish whatever you want in your fantasy world, and we just have to accept it. I, when I watch Harry Potter, I accept that people fly on brooms and that they can cast spells and that ghosts can talk to you in a toilet. I, I accept all of those things because that's the world that the, the uh, J.K. Rowling built. That's their fantasy world. Yep. So in Bleach, apparently putting two hands on your sword increases your power. It's a buff that's like... 10x your power like it it literally is the same as is the equivalent of going kaioken to some ridiculous degree like it's actually <laughs> absurd how much stronger because if you remember when zaraki was fighting Nortra at first with one hand he couldn't even slice through his actual skin i forget what they call yep. a roncar skin there's a term for it yeah but i don't know they have their peskius is like their sensory ability or whatever and so nito is their flashed up i forget what their skin is called because i know the the stern Raiders have blue vein uh but they have hard skin and their hard skin literally made it where Zoraki couldn't cut him. So when he was fighting Nocha, Nocha was bragging about how I'm I'm the Arankar out of all 10 that has the, or the Espada out of all 10 Espada, I'm the one that has the hardest skin. You won't ever pierce me. And he puts two hands on his sword. He cuts him in half immediately. Like it's instant. It goes from you can't even cut this guy to you literally cut him in half. And it's a one hit KO. There's nothing to it. Rocky's complaining like, man, the old geezer tried to teach me this years ago. I hate using this style. It really yep. blows, but I guess I'm going to die. So I have to do this. So he puts two hands, he slashes and Neutra literally dies. You never see yep. it again. Uh, so there's a precedent for Captain Commander having one arm and being able to say, oh, it's nerfed. But here's where I don't agree. And here's why Kenny probably doesn't agree either is because his Bankai really doesn't have much to do with him putting two hands on his sword. <laughs> the Rocky had a reason. The Rocky has, the Rocky is basically the Rock Lee of Bleach, right? He doesn't have like any ninjutsu. He doesn't have, he doesn't use Keto ever. Like he doesn't, it seems like he doesn't even know Keto if we're being honest. He doesn't use any yeah. Keto ever. And he also doesn't do anything like his Shikai and Bankai or whatever, which we won't talk about all of that stuff. But I'm just saying like what you see from him through from Bleach the beginning all the way to the Thousand Year Blood War arc part one. He just, sw he just swings that he shit. He just swings his sword. That is his power. He's a captain off of literally 
swinging his sword. All of these other captains, they all have a bon Every captain has a Bankai, right? That is like a requirement. The only one who doesn't have one is literally Zoraki Kenpachi. Every single other captain has a Bankai. They often don't use it, like Ukatake and Kiyoraku blatantly are like, uh, I was thinking about using it in Eisen arc against Stark and stuff like that, and they decided, like, it's not a good idea to do that because everybody will die. Like, there, there are multiple Bankais that we just do not see in, until, I guess, now when, like, we see out the commanders and stuff, and that's fine. But my point is, Zoraki only swung his sword, so for him to put two hands on a sword and get way stronger and amp or whatever, I was like, okay, that's fine. That's all he has anyway. It's like if Rock Lee takes off the weights, you understand yeah, yeah. that somebody who only does Taijutsu is not the biggest stretch to say, oh, something as simple as him switching stances or being drunk or that could give him an amp because he only uses this thing. But Captain Commander literally has what I would call, it's a very keto-based Bankai slash Shikai. Like, he has these fire abilities that are absolutely ridiculous. At one point, he raised the dead. Like, that is a very magical-like thing. Like, he fucking raised the dead and was like, yeah, look at these souls. All of these are the people that I've slain. So... I just didn't get the whole, oh, if he, I, I, like you said, the Reddit people who might be out there saying, well, if he had two arms, and then Yuha Bak even says, yeah, you, because you didn't want to rely on humans, because back in the day, you know, it just, it was an ass pull. Yeah, it, it's wild. It, it's so wild. And then, like, I don't I have big gripes with the stealing Bankai thing, but I Same. guess my gripes, I can't really talk about my gripes until later, because, yeah. but I have gripes with the stealing Bankai thing, but um, I hate, it looks okay. really can I talk about the stealing Bankai thing a little bit? And yeah, me, go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts on this. So, very early on, they are all told blatantly by Mayori over the intercom they can steal Bankai. <laughs> like, they get told this. They, Sasakibi, uh, the, the lieutenant under Captain Commander, he explains it as he's dying, right? I think he says it in like his last words, like, my Bankai was stolen or something like that. And then... Yeah, they, they think it's a seal. They think their Bankai gets sealed. Yes, they think that their Bankai is being sealed. But either way, right, they yeah. know that using Bankai is a mistake. Going into this season, they know that after two people have said it. Even Mayuri later in the season, when several captains get their Bankai taken... He's like, motherfuckers, I told you yeah, guys. He's like, you guys couldn't have waited. Like, what the hell? Like, I literally told you guys, don't. That's the one thing. Like, just don't do that. And so you have people like Biakia, who's usually considered one of the smarter people. Like, he he was always one of the smarter ones to me that, I, you know, intelligence isn't really uh, revered. Or I shouldn't say revered. It is revered because, you know, you have... What's his name? Urahara. Urahara and, and, and Aizen. They're revered as the two most intelligent people in the entire series, right? And that's fine. But they don't talk about other people's intelligence outside of that. Whereas in Naruto, the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I'm thinking about other shonens, right? In Naruto, you have people talking about how intelligent uh, Itachi is. Uh, Shikamaru, Kakashi, Neji. They talk about several people's intelligence as like a, a point of why they're powerful, why they're strong in that verse. Mm -hmm. Whereas that doesn't really come up that much in Bleach. Bleach is more so just two people that they talk about how smart they are and everyone else is kind of, and also obviously Mayori because he is just goaded. But pretty much no one else's intelligence really comes up as a big deal. And even if you're kind of dumb like Zaraki is, that still doesn't really come up that often in Bleach where it's like, this is a point of contention or this makes this character weak. It's just like, yeah, this guy chooses to let himself be cut because he just likes battle that much, which is not the smartest thing in the world, but it is what it is. But yeah, they have like the smartest guys telling them, hey, maybe you guys shouldn't use your Bankai. And they get into their first encounter and they all start using Bankai. And I'm like, bro, let me just say this too. 
Byakuya is the captain, okay? Yes. And Renji is the lieutenant. Oh, yes. And so I'm watching this fight, and I go, why didn't they tell Renji to do his Bankai first? Because here's what happens, right? If Renji does his Bankai first, one of two things happens. The guy they're fighting, either A, steals Renji's Bankai, or yes. seals Renji's Bankai, and now Byakuya can use his, Yes. or B, he doesn't seal Renji's Bankai, um, and then, then Reggie has his Bankai out because maybe he wants to save it for Byakuya. Like, yes, which is both of those things could absolutely happen. And I will say this to play devil's advocate. There is one other option that could happen because we don't know how it, they don't know how it works, but maybe they can take more than one. That's true. But like, Byakuya's but why would you start was, off? Yes. Byakuya's plan was, I'm going to use my Bankai so we can figure out how they seal it. Which and then you sense. use your Bankai to stop them. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Just switch the roles. Yes. Why not? Have why not? Subordinate. Yeah, let him get sealed, and then you dick on him. Like I, I agree a hundred percent, and there honestly is no rebuttal at all for it. It is actually just bad writing, if I'm being honest. And <laughs> and we just kind of accept it because they wanted to make a moment of, like you said, they used every powerful Bleach character that we know. They literally, when I think about it, they actually used all of them too. Like Captain Commander Zoraki and and uh, Byakuya all got defeated. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the three strongest. In fact, I think that like when you look at the Arankar arc, uh, they don't even get to really participate that much because Eisen said I was worried about certain people in your squad, so they got kind of trapped in Hekamundo. Like Byakia and Zoraki get trapped in Hekamundo. Yeah, does, they fight. They fight Yami or Yama, whatever. Yeah, the yeah. They fight and he's like Arankar zero because he has infinite strength or whatever. And they never take him seriously. They literally fight each other kind of while they yeah, fight yeah. him. And he just gets he's like he gets killed off of collateral damage. But that's a that's neither here nor there. But they use their powerful characters like Byakuya, Zoraki, and Captain Commander as Jiraiya. And if for people who didn't understand what we meant when we said everyone is Jiraiya earlier, Jiraiya was used in the Naruto series just to show how powerful Pain was. If you go back and you really look at what Jiraiya accomplished, he didn't really train Naruto up in any significant way because after the time skip, Naruto encounters Sasuke and he's so much weaker than Sasuke when he encounters him. Sasuke cuts off Karama. Sasuke is about to do Karen. He also like paralyzes Naruto. He starts pulling a sword on Naruto. Naruto can't even move. Uh, Sai gets absolutely bodied. Sakura is just standing in disbelief. They He almost solos Team 7 in their first encounter and then mm-hmm. they start thinking that he's literally on drugs when they report back when they report back to Tsunade <laughs> they're like oh he must be doping because there's no way he's actually this strong but he is because Orochimaru is just that much of a better fucking teacher than whatever <laughs> the bullshit that Jiraiya showed Naruto like he didn't even teach him sage mode like what were you doing with the boy <laughs> he didn't even show and he didn't even learn futon rasengan with jiraiya which is one of the best techniques in the entire series he didn't even learn that with jiraiya like he learns that when he's with kakashi right doesn't he learn about the elemental manipulation kakashi's like here's a here's the leaf let's mm-hmm. see what kind of element you have he so my whole thing is there's a three-year time skip and jiraiya doesn't really accomplish anything so in my eyes jiraiya doesn't really accomplish anything in the whole series he doesn't really win any fights right like jiraiya if you look at all his track record he fought pain he lost the pain and outside of that, he doesn't really have any fights that he wins or anything. So they use this guy who's revered, though, because his name means something. He's a legendary Sanin. And it's one of the reasons why I think that Naruto needs a prequel, not a sequel, that should focus on the three legendary Sanin as a as children. And then they will literally have yeah. like we need to see We need to see them do shit because, like, they build Jiraiya up in name only, but they they never give us a chance to see how dope he is. Yeah, and, he's and just then, washed like, as an old guy. 
Yeah, it's his sage mode. They they tell us his sage mode isn't perfect. He he takes a very long time to gather sage energy. He has to run away from pain in the tunnels, and then when he finally does go sage mode, it's imperfect. So he needs Ma and Pa to keep gathering this, the natural energy. And on top of that, he looks like a frog. And if you look too much like a frog, that means that your sage mode's imperfect. And it's just a whole thing where they constantly shit on him throughout the entire series. He ends up getting killed, and the whole point of him getting killed was. Hey, let's take one of the so on so strongest ninjas in the entire verse, Jiraiya, and let's have a guy absolutely body him. Right? Like at the end of that fight, he lo- he gets his arm ripped off, he gets impaled by six rods, and all of the pains are in perfect condition again. They all are just literally in mint condition at the end of the fight. Like they have no sustained damage whatsoever at the end. He accomplished nothing. So it's like, Okay, so you used Jiraiya to show how powerful Pain was, and then that's what happens with Captain Commander. He gets a new mode, he gets his Bankai, he uses it, and it's ridiculous, right? Sage Mode, when, when I first saw Sage Mode, bro, like, the teenage me, when I first read the chapters with Sage Mode, and that gigantic Rasengan came out... Yeah, yeah. Bro, I remember reading that chapter... Old Dama. Oh, yeah, Old Dama Rasengan! When I saw that shit in the chapter and how, how it was drawn... And then you see that one fat pain kind of just absorb all of the chakra. I was like, yo, this fight is wild. It, it was a crazy fight. It was, it was. I just, it's just unfortunate. But then Jirai just it's unfortunate. When you look at the hindsight of it all, it's like, man, this is so unfortunate. And that's what they, that's what they did the, in this arc is they just hold the characters like Byakia. I mean, I, I think Kenpachi didn't really get, like Kenpachi kind of, like he, lo- he actually lost to the real Yahweh, I think, He did, right? he did. He killed some yeah. people, I think, and then he... Well, he gets bodied off-screen, too. Uh, Ichigo yeah. just arrives, and I'm pretty sure Yuhabak is just holding up Zaraki. Like, he just... Casually, yeah, yeah. He's just casually holding him. I think that, that happens. Uh, but yeah, he just gets bodied off-screen. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, he does he's get not bodied. dead. <laughs> he's not... Yeah, he's not dead. He gets bodied by the strongest guy, which is acceptable. And I guess the part that's kind of weird is that Yuhabak didn't just straight-up kill him. But because he has him on his list of people, what a special it, threat list? Yeah, it's so weird. And he's like, "Do you know why you weren't on my special threat list, Captain Commander? It's because you didn't get your arm back." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, his bankai invalidated everyone else in the Soul Society. How would he <laughs> not be a threat? Like, how would he not be on your list because he has one arm? But he has the strongest bankai by far of anyone." Yeah. In Soul he also Society. like he could have. Like, I get it. He was just going for the boss, right? Yes, and but like, he could have gone leaving. around and killed he, everybody in that bitch. He re- and like really fast too. Like it wouldn't have taken long. <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't have taken long for him to just wipe out the whole alphabet of Stern Ritter. Yes. Like the whole alphabet could I'm have been gone. The alphabet boys would have got wiped out. I, I really uh so I'll say this right now. I am not good with their names. Their names are rants to me. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I know all of the Iran car names. I know all the Espada names. I actually like the Espada names and the Iran car names. I can't tell you. Any of the fucking people in the Stern Ritter, and maybe as I continue to watch anime, I will learn them eventually. But like, for example, I thought that the guy or girl that fought Biakia, they referred to him as a him, but I kept I looking thought, at this person like this is a, this person might be trans guys. Like we don't know. The whole time I read the manga, I thought it was as. a girl. Same. When I read the manga, I thought it was a girl. When I watched the anime, I, I you know I realized that they a guy, just I guess, called but... him a guy, and I was like, are we just assuming this person is gender because? I don't see a guy. Now, obviously, you can identify with whatever you want to. I don't really fucking care. Whatever you want to be called, I am I will use whatever pronouns people want me to use. But I just thought it was weird that this person who, to me, looked more female than anything, they were just like, yeah. 
his, his, his. And I was like, I don't know that that is a guy, but sure. Anyway, I thought that that character was cool because he had this really dope line that he had with Biaki that I'll talk about in a second. But like, I don't remember any of their names. And I, I just feel like maybe it's because it's a bit rushed. Like, I just feel like Bleach in general, this arc, when I was reading it, I felt like it was rushed. And now that I'm watching an anime where there are five chapters in one episode, I, I can still I mean, feel the rushed. The, rushed the pacing episode. is the pacing is very rushed. And I their names, they it's still like it's too hard to remember everybody's names. I try my best to just remember like their letter yeah. and like what they're because like that's what they are. Like the guy we're talking about the fight, Biakia, he is fear. Like that yes. that's like his subtitle. He's fear. Yep. And so it's like, all right, I'll remember that he's fear. I don't know what his real name is, yep. but he is fear. And the one guy who trapped Ichigo was jail. So Jay, I'm yeah. assuming, right? Because he said yep. that I'm jail. And he shot something at Ichigo that made it where he couldn't get out. And then they explained later on that the only reason Ichigo got out of it was because he has Quincy powers. And I was like, oh, here we go. But yeah, so I guess I'll talk about the fear guy and why I thought he was cool. There was a point where Byakuya was fighting him and he was probably reminiscing on when he fought that one Espada uh, that literally started taking control of his limbs and all that shit and controlling him. He mm-hmm. started to imagine Rukia melting away and decomposing he started thinking that he was actually inflicted with some type of poison. And as he's having this thought, the guy, Fear, literally said, I bet right now you're thinking that you're poisoned. <laughs> I, okay, I love in anime in general when characters just read someone's mind as they're thinking it. There was another one in the Arankar arc with Aizen where Ichigo starts backing up from Aizen, right? They're like, they're not really fighting. They're kind of just whatever. But Aizen gets close to Ichigo. Ichigo evades and backs up real far. And Aizen says, why'd you back up? Ichigo's (laughs) like, maybe if I put some space between us, I'll, you know, I'll be able to analyze the situation. And he's like, you're probably thinking right now, if you put some space between us, you'll better be able to analyze the situation. And I just, I just love when they say exactly what is happening. And then I think at one point Aizen says to him, uh, the only time you move away in a fight between two people is when you're on the same level. He was like, but in your case, I'm so much stronger than you that I could just put my hand on your heart like this. And the next panel is just Aizen touching Ichigo's bare chest. Like, I don't even know how he got his hand in his fucking, like, whatever that garb is called that they wear. But he has his hand in his bare chest. And he's just like, I could just put my hand on your heart. Like this. It's so cool though. You know what I'm talking about. Oh man. Oh, I know. It's one of my favorite panels. Yes. Sequences. It's so it's so good. So when he says the Ichi uh not Ichigo, Biagi is thinking to himself, he's like, I, am I poisoned? Maybe it's poison running through my body. And the guy says, You probably think you're fucking poisoned, don't you? Because you have that you're that cocky. You're that cocky that you forgot what fear is. You forgot <clears throat> what actual fear is and that's all it is it's not even anything crazy it's literally just a yep. thought that you could lose that you haven't experienced in so long that you think that it's something like poison and i thought that was that i was that, really cool <laughs> i thought it was cool but i also thought that was kind of to sum up the entire arc is that the shinigami are losing to the quincy's because of their arrogance mm-hmm. it's their arrogance that has really crippled them in this in this entire arc uh, they made a big point of it with that scene with Byakuya, but then he also said, like, Captain Commander, you could just have two arms. Like, it, Sasuke, you could just have two arms. Like, we have people who can just literally heal these things, and you guys are choosing to be nerfed. Almost to say, like, I don't need to be at full power because a crisis that is on my level will never happen. Yeah, yeah. And you guys rely on your Bankais, and you assume that in any pinch, I could just call out Bankai, 
and it will invalidate my opponent, which has gotten you this far. They have all lived for hundreds of years, maybe some of them even thousands, and Bankai has been enough every time. Like, there has not been a single fight where Bankai just wasn't enough. In fact, some people are getting by without Shikai or Bankai. So yeah, You know what's interesting, too, is like, Zoraki Kampachi shows that there is so much more for all of them to learn, right? Yes. If he's that strong with no powers, so to speak, yeah, like yeah. he doesn't have magic that he's using, right? And he's so much stronger than all of you that you guys basically need your Bankais to keep up with him. Like, all of the other captains, like, not one of them, I think, could beat him without Bankai. Like, it's not and, like there's um, a captain that can... Can we, can we also be clear here? Most of them can't beat him with yeah. Bankai. <laughs> they, yeah. they have... Most of them aren't beating him Bro, with Bankai. If I so recall like, correctly... They all have so much room to grow still. I agree. If I recall correctly, and you could tell me if I'm wrong here, because you read this very recently, two captains jumped him and used Bankai on him, and he beat both of them. Are you talking about in Soul Society? I think Tozen and... Uh, it was Tozen and um, Dog Guy. Yeah. Kimomura. Yeah, I think that they both use their bong. At one point, I remember him being in total darkness and saying, I can't feel nothing. I, I can't hear anything. I can't yep. see anything. And he's getting stabbed up and basically killed. And then he just says, mm, this doesn't really work on me either, though. And he just starts beating Tozen. And then yeah, the other guy has he, an iron giant and he just slashes it. He beat the shit out of Tozen and uh, I always forget his Kimomura. name, the dog. Kimomura. He beat both of them and they both use their bong. And then Ichigo say... Or no, Ichigo said this about Aizen. But anyway, the, the question was brought up when Aizen, I guess, soloed, because he also soloed them, or soloed Kamomura with Black Coffin. But Ichigo says, like, why is another captain able to zero difficulty another captain like that? Yeah, like, they're both captains. They're like, both the captains. Hell? Ichigo literally was, I think he was on the ground. I think he was actually on the ground, like, incapacitated, unable to move. And he was like, I don't understand why two captains fighting, one of them is so much stronger than the other one. He couldn't believe it. And it makes sense, right? Because it's like, you guys are all considered the same title. How the fuck could you be considered this captain? If I'm a captain, yeah. I just one-shotted you. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. So Zaraki, yeah, some people's Monkais are not even good. Like, I don't think Toshiro will be able to beat him. What the fuck's he going nah. to do? You going to freeze nah. him? Grimjaw, Grimjaw broke out of Rukia's bullshit fr uh, freeze me thing. Zero difficulty. And Zaraki's way stronger than Grimjaw. And obviously, Toshiro is way stronger than Rukia. But my point being made here is that, like, every time Toshiro uses Bankai, it's pretty much just gotten bodied. The first time he ever uses it, he uses it on Aizen. Aizen literally says, it's so nice yeah. to see the snow at this time of the year. Like, <laughs> and then he cut, he slashes him up and cuts him real bad. I think the other time he uses it on Aizen, he ends up stabbing Hinamori in the back. Like, every every time he uses Bankai, things just don't go well. Or Hitsugaya. Yeah, he has a bad. He has a real he, bad. He gets a bad. Yeah, there's, um... There's some cool shit here, though. We actually, I was about to say, I was just going to mention, I like Hiroko, I think is his name. The, um, he was like the leader of the visors. Shinji Hiroko, yes. Shinji yeah. is really dope. I like his Bankai. I also like um, his new hair. I okay. I like his Bankai. I like his new hairstyle. Uh, I really like all the characters. We didn't really touch on this yet, but the design of all the characters after, I guess, this time skip, they all look a little different. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so dope. I think that it's just cool. Like, Byakuya has these little things in his hair now he looks more royal like his actual outfit changed where he mm -hmm. looks he looks way more royal way way more rich than he already was he's one of the top families or whatever but he looks even I mean, more rich and royal now on the note of um zaraki i like his hair just like out like he just has like a mane yeah like, like oh, that, that, that is sick that yo zaraki's hair he does look way more savage now 
Yeah. Uh, so I do like that certain characters just got a complete redesign. And it is interesting seeing Shinji in a captain coat again. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think he used to be a captain or some shit back in the day. He did. Know? He was Aizen's captain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He chose He chose Aizen. But, well, that's what he thought. And Aizen said, it wasn't <laughs> you who chose me. It was me who chose you. Uh, but, yes, he was Aizen's captain, which does not sound right when you say it. Like, even when you said that just now, my brain was like, what? <laughs> and I forgot how Aizen started off as a fucking lieutenant. Like, Aizen was on all bullshit and back to the pendulum. He really was. He was. He really fucking was. Oh, Bleach is great. I I really love Bleach. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that happens in this arc. Okay, so like I said with the Byakuya thing, he was fighting against fear, and the guy explained to him what was happening. And after he uses his Bankai and and loses it, it gets stolen, and the guy activates it and starts using it against him. It was really brutal. That entire fight scene where Mm -hmm. you just see Simbon Zakura Kageyoshi literally washing away like his body like that and just slicing him up. I thought to myself, okay, well now you know what it feels like. Cause you've been doing this shit for five, <laughs> 500 chapters. You've been just absolutely dicking on all of your enemies. With this. Yeah. He uses it on everybody and he's like, be swallowed by its throat and all this crazy freak shit that he says when he starts activating it. He, he tells people like be swallowed in a tempest and the eye of the tornado of Simbo and Sakura, like all these elegant lines that he has at the end of the day. It's just a bunch of fucking cherry blossoms cutting you up. And he got the experience at first hand now. But the way the guy, you will see like, and it was animated so beautifully. You will see a sideways profile view of him and a wave of fucking cherry blossoms. Could you try again? Oh, excuse me. My watch oh, is, Siri, relax. My watch is talking to me. <laughs> anyway, you will see a wave of cherry blossoms just washed through his body. And then I would think it's over because he's about to collapse. And then another fucking wave of cherry blossoms would come past. And then he would get even more ruined. It was crazy. Yeah, he was uh, he was like impaled into the wall. Not impaled, but like dug into a wall, like yeah. deep. Like the wall was cratered. And then if you look, the wall was like the crater was like slathered in blood. Yes, he was just covered in blood. He was all cut up and destroyed. And like he couldn't even like he couldn't move. And then when Ichigo showed up, like this is Byakuya, somebody with like the most pride in Soul Society. Like he resorts to like asking Ichigo to save Soul Society. And it's it's kind of crazy that, that a character with so much pride is, you know, a resorting. Couple, a couple things it, happen, too. Because his yeah, sword it, breaks, right? Yeah, yeah, his sword does break. When he's, like, up against the wall, his sword shatters. His sword shatters, and I believe that he they keep showing him about to drop it. There's, like, a zoom yeah. in of his hand. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's, like, a zoom in of his hand. And you see the sword starting to, like, move in his hand not in a good way like it's literally mm-hmm. starting to fall and i forget if he actually drops it or not but i know i feel like it like you said it did break uh which is really a bad thing of course but yeah that entire yeah. man that entire sequence was really got well done. if he only did. renji got his bankai stolen yeah if only, yeah if, <laughs> <laughs> if only renji got his trash bankai stolen i hate renji's bankai i want to say something so bad but it's like a huge spoiler so I just, I yeah, just it's, completely but, um, disregard, but yeah. But yeah, the animation, like, even in the parts that, like, that we like or don't like, like, for example, I think the Byakuya fighting the fear, I think that was a really cool scene, and I don't think that, even though I still think it's in line with them using the strongest characters to show us how strong these guys are, when the way Byakuya lost and the way it's explained, like, I'm kind of fine with uh, other than him using his Bankai first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Renji should use his Bankai first. Other than that, 
him losing to the fear and like him being so removed from fear and like so above everything that he doesn't even realize what it is that he's feeling. Like, yeah, all just, that was really cool. Like I don't really have any complaints complacent. about any of that. Yeah, I agree. They've just been complacent. I think uh, I really liked a lot of things in that fight. Just kind of going back to it. So sorry that I'm like elaborate because I'm remembering it right now. I watched this about a month ago and I'm remembering a lot of the details now, but there was a point where he used his Shikai or Bankai and you saw the little cherry blossoms try to attack F. And when they did, one of them literally was on his eyeball. Eye. Yeah, it was on his eye and he was using the blood vein. And then they zoom because at first you're like, how the fuck is that cherry blossom just stuck on his eye and it's not cutting it, right? And then they zoom in and you just see the blue lines on his eyeball and he doesn't even flinch, right? Like he doesn't even slightly move out of the way. He takes the attack full force, which I do have another gripe with this. And I guess we're already kind of saying it in so many words, but I'm just going to say it in a simpler way. I don't like how strong the Quincy's are. I, yeah, no, it I, doesn't I, make I, sense. I don't. Yeah. I don't like how absolutely ridiculous the Quincy's are. They're like way too strong in my opinion. Like you could argue because I don't really, it's not really explained or shown. I'm not 100% sure where they all came from. Like, as yeah, far we, as I know, they were all dead. Like, I don't really know where they all came from. Yeah, we, yeah. so we can't really and say anything right now. With the I don't know if they were training. I, I don't know what happened. But, like, <laughs> they just kind of showed up. But I know one thing. I know Yahweh was dead for a thousand years. Like, yes. I know he wasn't training. Yes. And it's just weird. Like, they are so, like, think about everything so okay, put it this way, right? Um, none of the Quincy's, and probably not even Yahweh, is stronger than Aizen. Okay, right. And they've already fought Aizen, and they spent the last like after the Aizen arc, they spent all that time tr- like sp- like they knew how outclassed they were. So like they were training for a goal. Like yes. when the Fullbringer arc happens, and like we get to see all of them come again at the end of the Fullbringer arc. Like Renji says, like. We spent all of this fucking time training and ho- and getting so much stronger because of everything that happened with Aizen. Like, if anything like that were to happen again, like, we want to be able to actually do something, right? Without having so, to rely on you, who no longer yeah. has powers at all. So, like, they saw the ceiling, the Aizen ceiling, and yep. we're supposed to believe they trained to a point to at, le- at least hopefully be able to compete with them in some way. If they and then, jump like, them, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, these Quincy's are all... All still stronger than them, like by a margin. Every single it's Quincy that we crazy. saw was basically, yeah, every single Quincy we saw was basically way stronger than every single captain. It wasn't even close, yeah, except like, Zaraki, who killed yes. three of them easily, yes. And I don't think that those were part of the main Stern Ritter, Wonder Reich thing or whatever. Like, there's like his core group, right? Like, the ones that are special. And I feel like none of them that he killed were in that. You could tell, like, for example, the one guy who drew, drew Graham Hoshwell, the one guy that's always with him. Like he just always mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, that's like that's like the guy. That's his guy, right? But then you could tell certain other ones also have a bit of favoritism to him. And like fear. I think F is one of the strongest ones. I think it's like kind of yeah. clear to tell that F is gonna be he's probably gonna be in the end game, right? And I don't mind him setting up for like these later fights, like Biaki will probably get his look back and stuff like that. But I just think it's a little corny to have an entire group of people come out of nowhere and just wipe out the actual strongest characters in the entire series zero difficulty uh bro when they were given the stats like when the quincy's invaded it was like it's been 97 seconds and a thousand shinigami are dead it's like yeah. what the fuck is happening you're like what's the point of shinigamis then if they can be killed this easily by quincy's who they apparently wiped out years ago thousands of years ago why do they even exist like why wouldn't the quincy's have been completely annihilated at that point and like you know i like I like that uh, Mayori did say, this is all your fault. 
He said that the Catholic mm-hmm. commander, like, this is all your fault. It's because you failed to act a thousand years ago when I told you you should have killed that that boy or whatever, whatever he says, something like that. You should have ended this a thousand years ago. And you didn't. And now we're dealing with this bullshit. So Sasakibi's death and everybody else who dies is all on the blood is on your hands. And Mayori never holds his punches. And it seems like he doesn't really care who he's talking to either, which I Oh yeah, no, he doesn't. I really like about Mayori's also just so cheating. We didn't get to see him do anything yet this season. Not yet. But uh he's a character that like he if you think cheat. back if you think back on every time he's ever fought, he's an absolute cheater. And like he's a menace. <laughs> Kenny's right. I he's one of my favorite captains. I have him top three. He's top three captains in the entire series for me because he doesn't really lose any fights. Like the closest thing I can think of him taking an L, and it's not really an L because honestly, nothing really happened. But it, it's when uh Ishta first used That's his he, only yeah, that's like his only loss, I think. And it's the, not and, again, and it's not even really it's like the Orochimaru type of loss where Orochimaru yeah. the four-tailed Naruto, and he's like, Okay, my body's actually giving out here. I'm gonna leave. Y'all can deal with the four tails now, but just so you know, before I leave, you're not stronger than Sasuke in your current state. So hold that L and I'll be mm-hmm. back later. I love that. And so the same thing kind of happened here where you just have, I don't know. it. You know what's crazy? What's so crazy? While all of this is happening, while all of Bleach is happening right now, this entire season, just know that there is an Iran car still dying. Because when Yuri <laughs> fought the, I don't remember what his name is, but Zion the scientist Iran car. When he fought him, he gave him like the the super the super serum and yes. like made his eyesight so like fast and crazy and blah senses. blah blah all of his senses and that he like stabbed him and then basically he said like you won't feel the pain and like the death until like a thousand years from now or yeah, whatever that's what and said. then in the manga though they actually do they do a flash forward like hundreds of years in the future yeah. and show him finally die. So like he legit stays there dying for hundreds That's of wild years. He's just standing in a random, a random part of Hecromundo dying. <laughs> like, like right we, now, while this is happening, cause this isn't hundreds of years later. No, so while not. all this is happening, he's dying. <laughs> it is kind of wild. As I Opero grants is just sitting there still facing and realizing the stab that happened a while ago now. It's been several years now since he's been stabbed by Mayuri who walked away and said, enjoy your perfection, asshole. <laughs> but yeah, they have these characters who, like, he he lost to Ishta in a way. Ishta sacrificed all of his Quincy powers to do that, if I'm not mistaken, though. Like, Ishta yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. fuck it, this is a captain. At the time. At the time, know. yeah, yeah, well, you know how that goes. <laughs> Ichigo also sacrificed all his powers to beat Aizen, but look at where we are. Uh, Yeah, he sacrificed all his powers, he beats... Mayori's Bankai, which was that creepy looking baby thing that was running down the hallway and he shoots the arrow through it. And then Mayori's like, all right, cool. You got me. Uh, I'm actually just going to leave. And while I'm leaving, I am completely intangible as this liquid, which Mm -hmm. I was like, what type of nonsense is that? How are you just going to turn into a liquid and then also declare like, bro, you can't like, you know, when kids play and they're just like, oh, no, I put up a shield. Nothing can get through my shield. Like nothing can it's happen. Nothing no more. Yeah. You can, no yeah, more. yeah. When you're playing tag, I won't play tomorrow. I won't play tomorrow. You finally get seen under the car and somebody's about mm-hmm. to tag you and you're like, no, 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 I'm good, bro. I'm not even playing. I'm not even playing. Like, why that's, the fuck are you the under the car? Frazier's the one that does that though. They're the, they're the guys that have asthma and they go, wait, 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 wait hold on. I can't breathe. That's me. I can't, yeah, me. we can't play tag no more. I can't breathe. Hold on. Wait, you're bro, bro, just about to tag them. Now all of a sudden they can't fucking breathe. They were, they were running a marathon all day. Right before you talk, oh, now, now they can't breathe. Bro, it's Peter Chang. Oh, I need my inhaler. I need it. Oh, these are such basic moves. I can't deal. I can't fucking deal. 
Yeah, that's that was definitely me as a kid. I was the asshole who would like like hide under a car. You'd find me, and I'm like, I want to play no more. And they're just like, well, why the fuck are you under a car then? <laughs> why why are you under an actual four wheel drive vehicle then? Nonsense. Yes. So these characters who are like super strong, Mayuri is one of my favorites, despite all of the other people who are. They might outclass him or whatever, but we really don't get to see anything that shows. I don't know. It's tough to say. Like, Mayuri's the kind of character that I think he could. I, I think legit. He could beating any of them, right? Yeah, like With he could time. be. He's nonsense. Like he's he's one of the strongest. Like he's in the top five captains out of the thirteen. Top five. I agree with that. I think he's definitely top five. I also think that he is. You're basically saying it, but he's hacks. Yeah, like he he is just hacks, and. Because, like, here's the thing with Mayuri, is that there's no reason why, like, he can't beat in a fight. Zaraki, Biakia, like, he can't beat any of them in a fight. Right. But the thing about Mayuri is that he, when you fight him, if, like, when he has a fight, he'll have, like, a poison potion serum, stim- like, he'll have something yes. that he cooked up. Or and, his like, bonsai he's, like, will be altered to affect yeah, just he's you. He's Batman with prep time. Like, he just makes something up, and he's like, oh, but I have this very specific thing that happens to do this very specific thing that only works in this very specific situation, yep. and it beats you completely. And it's like, And what? we happen to be in that situation right now, so get <laughs> fucking owned, queer. <laughs> like, he's just... That's just who he is. He's so good. Yeah. I love Mayuri. But yeah, he's, he's the shit. Yeah, he has a lot of hacks abilities. Uh, okay, so Aizen was randomly in this arc. He made a cameo. He was. And I really and enjoyed... also, still showing off that he's the best. Well, because obviously. he fucking... They show the convert... Because, like, when when um, Captain was, Commander gets, no. gets G'd, and yes. he thinks he wants, and then the guy's like, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, Master. Like, I, and he's like, who's he saying sorry to? That's the boss. And then, like, when Yahweh, the real one, shows up... Um, By the way, they... I just now remember this. They cut out his backstory, the doppelganger, and the manga. He has a whole backstory that they show. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Usually, when I was reading it at first, I, bro, when I first read the chapter, so I want to talk. So this is something that happened to the manga. The the anime is past this. It's not going to show it because it's already past it. Yep. So this is something that if you only see the anime, you you might have missed. But basically, the guy, his name's like, uh, Roid Lloyd or Lloyd Roid, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the one that was the doppelganger of Yahweh. He was born with a twin. Like, his whole backstory is that, like, he was born with a twin and, like, all this other shit. And, like, he developed his powers that way and he had a twin and they could never tell them apart and all this other stuff. Um, I just remember that the point is they cut his backstory out. And now I'm thinking, I think they might have cut out a couple of other backstories. They did. But, but, um, when I watched a recap video before this podcast, they were saying that a lot got cut out because they just had to squeeze in a lot. They squeezed and it a lot. But I want to say this, though. This didn't happen. So, this, But this is something when I first read the chapter, I remember being so angry about. But I was wrong. When they first started talking about a twin, I was like, don't you fucking tell me this Yahweh guy has a twin. And that's not the real Yahweh. There's a second. and yeah. I, Which is kind of what happened anyway. But I, was, I thought they were saying he was the other guy's twin. But he was just, that guy has his own twin and does his own thing anyway i don't know they just cut they, that out. I they, just yeah, they, right didn't, they didn't really go into any of that detail and i did forget that that's even a thing because i definitely read the manga up to that point like I'm, I'm past that where i read and stopped that 10 years ago uh but yeah you are right they did cut out a lot of stuff and the recap video that i watched it was only like 23 minutes but he did say they cut out a lot of the comedy stuff for the sake of the show they wanted to make it seem a lot more dreary in the beginning mm-hmm. so there's some comedic moments in a manga 
in the beginning, you know how when everyone's getting annihilated, they're getting killed left and right. They wanted all of that to have heavy impact. So the first five episodes, I guess the first six, because Captain Commander happens episode six when he does Bankai. Um, they wanted the first six episodes to have a certain tone. Yeah. And so they purposely decided to remove some of the comedic effects. So you know Bleach always has the comedy with like Cone and Boobies yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. What they what they added though, because they didn't just to take away, they gave us things. Obviously, they expanded on a lot of the fights, but they also added episode one details for people who hadn't seen Bleach in a while and just kind of to welcome back. Episode one was a fan service episode. That did not happen yeah. in the manga. That whole part where they all fight against like hollows and they get reintroduced like that, that doesn't happen in the manga. Yeah. Like it yeah they fight hollows but it's like a, it's like a panel they like they like kill a hollow and move yeah. on like yeah it's they, not they completely expand on it they reintroduce everybody by name they get a whole still image uh i think that they have ichigo uses bankai and stuff and it's, it's like a lot of stuff that did not happen in that exact same way and so i, I you know i'm cool with that like some things being cut out i really don't care about the storm Raiders, to be honest not yet because they didn't yeah. really give us any backstory on them so the fact they didn't expand on that guys uh twin and his backstory yet it kind of makes sense when you think about it because you don't know anything about any of them anyway so why would we expanding on this specific guys yeah if we don't know i don't even know the fear like what's why is the fear guy so cocky and broken it's weird because like but that's the problem with the pacing of this arc as a whole is that first of all there's seemingly 26 stern ritters right because there's one for every letter of the alphabet and like obviously some of them are just going to get like g'd off but they don't really spend that much time with them and like cutting out some of their backstories is a little frustrating because it's like that's when we get to know them and even in the manga this this arc overall is pretty short compared to the iran car arc and there was less iran cars and you had more time to get to know them yep and i i genuinely have a connection with several of the espada like as a as, yeah. a, as a person i genuinely remember reading week to week bleach and saying to myself i really like ukiura's character i like the way yeah, he yeah, is yeah. i like what he finally revealed because ichigo at one point says i bet you're the strongest one and if i just beat you we can end this entire thing and then ukiura grabs ichigo's sword and slices his own shirt open and it reveals the number fucking four and ichigo ichigo immediately starts to despair and then you find out later all of the espada are basically human causes of death and yeah. so he's despair. There's gluttony. There's like wrath, which is like Grimjaw, uh, greed, which is Zio, not Zio, uh, greed is the fat one, glutinaria and stuff like that. There's all loneliness, which is stark. Like I think he had Lily, yeah. he created a character out of loneliness. Old age is Baragon. And so it, it goes on and on and on. They're all like vices and things that humans die by. And it, even the fact that I can recall that detail, that level of mm-hmm. detail about these guys and how they're, they're based on human things that kill us, and they they each have their own backstory. Like Baragon hated Aizen because he used to be the king of Hekomundo, and then here comes this fucking Shinigami of all things, who turns him into because they start off as just they're they're hollows. Like they're all of them were hollows, and he was the king of Hekomundo, and then Aizen turns him into a hybrid of a Shinigami and a hollow, something that they despise. He turns him into that, and then he's like, not only am I going to turn you into this, but you're number two. <laughs> and you're not even just number two. You're number two behind a guy who's behind me. So it's like you're actually yep. you're like it, it's it's basically and also not only that, not only number two behind a guy that's behind me, he's behind two other guys. Yes, because they like, do have Dominion. Uh Tozen and Gin have Dominion over the spot, it seems. Cause when he yep. cut fucking Grimjaw's arm off and burned it, 
Eisen just sat there while Grimjaw had to hold that. So they, they clearly have some kind of authority, even if they aren't necessarily, we don't know, you know who's strong or whatever, but they clearly have authority over them. Uh, power scaling in Bleach has always been a weird thing, so I don't know if Tozen was actually yeah. stronger than Grimjaw. Tozen is a weird one, but I'm gonna I'm definitely going to say they're not stronger than Gein. Yeah, I would say so too, because Gein, Gein was considered a prodigy from a, as yeah. a kid. He gets a whole backstory. But yeah, my whole point is that the Espada had so much development, like Neutra and how he became the number five or whatever he was, Espada, uh, how he basically stole like a spot from Nell. And mm-hmm. she has her whole backstory, how she lost her memory. She has amnesia. Yep. Uh, it is really Grimjaw's cool. backstory is awesome. It's like him and a bunch of other, Leopard, I forget like, all the names, but things. there's like high level hollows. Yes. And, they like were building up and they were all like killing all these other hollows and getting stronger. And then like, basically they all kind of gave up and sacrificed their power into Grimjaw. And he was like, cause they wanted to become a Vasto Lord. Right. That was the goal. Yeah. They, they were trying to become a Vasto Lord, which is like the number one strongest hollow before like Espada and stuff started happening. And, um, and yes, Grimjaw has like a whole detailed backstory. That's really cool. Even number nine, uh, the guy, Apuro, whatever his name is, Rukia fought him mm-hmm. and he took uh, Kayan's entire identity. He was pretending to be somebody who she was close with and using his appearance against her. And then he was affected by light. There was like a whole backstory with him. Oh, by the way, sort of like a, a reveal for, for anybody that maybe just came back to bleach, but didn't rewatch it. So something that you might be like, Oh shit, that's kind of cool. Now when you think about it, something that, People were saying from the very like Ichigo looks like Kain, and he does. It's like random. Why does he look like this guy? But he does look just like him. Kain just has black hair instead of orange. Yeah, they look very similar, and I think he has like more detailed eyelashes. But anyway, they look very similar, and it causes this whole thing. The reveal this season is that Ichigo's is a Shiba. Like Ichigo's dad is his name was Ishin Shiba, meaning that Ichigo is directly related to Kain, um, uh, Ganju. Um, the girl that shoots the cannon, I forgot her name. Yeah. The girl with one arm. But yeah, like the reason why they look similar is that they're cousins or whatever. They're literally related. You find out that Ichigo's dad, Ishin, his real name is Ishin Shiba, which is one of the three great houses of soul society or whatever. Yeah. And and the one girl says like, when they send Ichigo up to the, to the Royal palace, they said she says like I hope Uncle forgives us or whatever like Uncle's going to be mad and they show like the Ishin's back so that's why they looked similar kind and Ichigo that is a cool reveal I don't really put that together either so I'm glad that you you kind of said that that's really dope even though at the end of the day it's not <laughs> it doesn't have any bearings on anything because Ichigo is everything he literally is ev- Ichigo is everyone's cousin so like you that's true you said that's all true. of that but you also didn't say anything because Ichigo is related to literally everyone Ichigo is related to Ishta apparently right like he literally is related to Ishta uh, I like the whole backstory with his mom even though it was completely I, I really enjoyed that too so I think what you're about to say is like it's completely made up and that oh, like absolutely. was not was not planned not when he first started writing it that said I did enjoy all of those like I say all those episodes. I don't. I think it was two episodes. It might have been two. Yeah, it was the last two, but, right? Because yeah. But those episodes with the backstory where we get to see Ishin and Ichigo's mom, all that stuff was awesome. His mom, oh my god! When they're fighting, Ichigo's hollow. By the way, because Ichigo's hollow was an actual hollow at one point. Yeah, it was when they're fighting, White, I think is his name. Yeah, his name's White, and it you can recognize it has the same mask as Ichigo. Has the same horns. It is 
Ichigo's hollow. So anyway, he probably has a hole in the same spot that Ichigo had when he fought against Ukiura and he transformed she, into it. They're hit her and Ishin are fighting this thing. And there's part where she's shooting him and he's dodging all of it. And then she stops shooting and just like has her hand out and baits him in. He comes in and bites her, uh, her shoulder. And then like, so um, like it's her face looks so badass. She like creates a bow in her hand, does like a finger gun, and shoots him in the head. Like it looks crazy. Why was she able to fight that well? Can we talk about that? Like, dude, she was a was god. Some, yeah, her mom was on some shit. When like she was fighting, wrong. I thought she was gonna be a pretty weak level Quincy, but she actually mm-hmm. was just outrageous. She also had mm-hmm. an insane blue vein herself. Like everything about her was OP as hell out of nowhere. And then come she to find out she got hold because Yuha Bak came back in existence and he took her powers back. Yeah, yeah, which is nuts. That's the thing. It's it's frustrating. Like, even though I really liked those episodes, like just watching those episodes in a vacuum, seeing his mom and dad, how they met, and all that stuff, and then like seeing the origin of Ichigo's power and why he's all these things. I and, like like how actually white, seeing his his original hollow. Yeah, go ahead. I like how white just exploded like out of nowhere while Eisen. So can we talk about Eisen and the gang, the D boys, how they're <laughs> like, they're just walking around in uh, organization 13 hoods and shit. Mm-hmm. They literally Which they stole from Urahara. They did. They are literally walking around in black robes and they just look so ridiculous. Like it's Eisen and his boys, his little cronies, the fucking silverines of Eisen. They're like walking around, watching and observing and stalking this girl because this hollow is after her. And they're just like, wait, wait, wait. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Because they can mm-hmm. jump in at any point. Isaac can obviously jump in at any point. The fact that Eisen isn't scared of that thing tells me everything I need to know about power scaling and bleach. If Eisen was, because people always say, well, Eisen didn't have to fight against Vasto Lorde Ichigo, right? Like he didn't have to fight against Ukiyora had to fight against. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have mattered. Like I think Eisen is nah. so far above that. It he was trying mattered. to, he was trying to create that. He said, I wanted to create a Vasto Lorde. That was his whole deal. Anyway, my point is, so also, just, Vasto Lord Ichigo, once again, like, he fought number four. Like, and number yes. four was really strong, had yeah. a second relief, oh, all yeah. this shit. Great, but, like, beautiful gowns. But he didn't fight, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Aiza's a different level. Aiza's just simply a different Anyway, the, the thing I was going to say is I really liked how they showed the Ichigo's hollow white. Uh, while he was being defeated, you just kind of see it explode and then it just instantly disappears and you don't really know what happened and Isaac's like let's let's get the fuck out of here we like what the hell and next thing you know she falls into a crazy sickness and mm-hmm. they're like listen she's a Quincy and she's also a hollow so you need to counteract that with the exact opposite which happens to be Shinigami and human or something like that it was like whatever whatever she wasn't are the two things that were needed to counteract what was happening to mm-hmm. her. So he had to go into a gig eye. It was a really complicated scientific reasoning for it all. I accept it because it's bleach and I don't really, honestly, I don't really yeah. care. It's like you guys are making this up to make Ichigo absolutely bonkers. Yeah, they were just, it was just not, it was definitely something I did like though is that it's all this scientific nonsense. And I do like these kind of characters. Ishin was just like, yeah, like all oh, that's cool. Like, let's do it. I'm doing and they're it. Like, yeah. They're like, how? They're like, it, this has no benefit to you, nothing. But he's You're just gonna like, lose an your person. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm saving her. She saved me. I'm saving her. Yep. And by the way, when she saved me, she was a badass doing it. Because I still can't get over how cool she looked when she shot that thing in the head. It was awesome. I like that uh, Ishan knew very quickly that he wanted to be with her. I think that is yeah. such a cool love story that he was honestly, he was willing to sacrifice everything he had because he really didn't have anything outside of you know he was a captain 
And that, that life is, is a life of servitude, but clearly he wanted more and he wanted children, I guess. And he wanted to be in love. And so he gave up his being a captain and his sword, which he had a flames and Pacto, apparently uh, he gave all that up and he gave it up pretty quickly. And that's why it was such a big deal for Urahara to be like, are you sure you want to do this? Because you know what it means. And he's like, yeah, I'm down with it. hundred percent. Yeah. And then as soon as and he becomes cool. human, he marries her basically. It's cool. When you look back on it too, when you look at like early bleach and you see him like he has like a giant posters of her up like your mom and like yeah. talk and like he's this big goofy character and it's cool he really loves all of his kids and shit it's just it's really cool they have a cool relationship and everything and like yeah it's, it's i do nice. like that like development yeah the whole um, thing with ichigo and how he like we finally understand how he got that hollow inside of him it literally subplanted itself into his mom i've got some shit to say about that by the i got some shit that i got more stuff to say about the quincy stuff but we'll get to it okay uh, I was pretty much done with the whole like his mom oh. and the Quincy nonsense well, and stuff. A couple more things I want to say around that topic is I did like seeing that Ishin was captain of squad 10, which was Toshiro's squad, and that uh, Matsumoto was the lieutenant even back then. Yo, that and, is wild to me. She's been around for so fucking long. But go yeah, on. she's been the lieutenant. And it was funny because like, um, <laughs> even then he was just like, oh, like you're going to be the next captain talking to Hitsugaya. She's like, what the fuck? I'm the lieutenant. And she, he was like, the, the, you can't be the captain. Like, right. you can't. <laughs> but it can't be you. it's cool that Toshiro became the captain, then after him, and then, like, you know, Matsumoto stayed lieutenant. All that stuff's really cool. Um, But the next thing I wanted to talk about, kind of, was, like, this is something that I, I want to make it clear, because I think we spent a lot of time dogging on, on Bleach, but I love it. Like, I, I love to see it. Everything was really fun. It looked great and was fun to watch. But I still have more complaints, Um, and one of them is... Ichigo learning the same lesson every arc. Uh, so is... he gets there. There's a part where him and Renji, when they get, so they, they go to squad zero um, squad zero is just five captains. And apparently all five captains are stronger than all 13 captains. Yep. Um, they're like super broken. I cast doubt on, on any of them being stronger than Yamamoto, but like, sure. Uh, I guess they are, but anyway, they go there there's a part where he gets to, um, I do think this guy's really cool. Um, the guy who created Zanpakuto, the man who made uh, Zanpakuto. The rapper, the killer bee. Yeah. They get to him and they send him in. And then like, he's like the, the Asa Uchi, which are basically the spirits of all these Zanpakutos. They're mad at you because you guys don't know how to treat your Zanpakuto. You use them as tools, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I feel like every fucking arc, Ichigo has a moment, has a, there's a thing where it's like, oh, my Zanpakuto is an actual person. It's a spirit. It's a thing. And, like, yeah. I have to treat it as a... Like, every arc, it's, like, Ichigo and his sword do this thing where, like, he he has to, like, realize that his Zanpakuto has a personality and has feelings. And he has to, like, accept it, and then that makes him stronger. And, like, it happens... Like, it feels like he makes the... He learned the same lesson. Like, oh, my Zanpakuto is a living thing. You and I have probably, to go to accept it. You it's, probably, like, it's so frustrating. You probably uh, experienced this more than anyone else who's read bleach because i would imagine most people read bleach when it first came out and then they read the thousand year blood arc like even right now right because they're mm -hmm. like oh bleach is coming back out let me read it now or they read it back then so they don't really remember it and it was also fragmented week to week whereas yep. you just spent a good month and a half or whatever binge reading the entire series so yeah. you i really trust what you're saying it happens so it happens the first time he trains with Urahara, and he has to find his real Zanpakuto, yep. and he's just trying to find what the way it looks like. 
And the whole point is he has to realize that it's a it's a living spirit, and like you can't just find it with your eyes. You have to like feel its spirit and like right. grow to trust it or whatever. And that was the it happens then. It happens again with Zangetsu, old man Zangetsu, like talking to him when he's losing to Zaraki Kampachi. It like he learns the lesson again there. It happens when he goes to learn Bankai. It happens <laughs> oh again. God. Yeah, it, it like it, can, yeah. it, it happens again <laughs> when he learns like uh, when he learns like the Mugetsu thing. Yeah. It happens again when we see young <laughs> Zangetsu when yes. like like it happens so many times, and it's like Ichigo learns this lesson where it's like, oh my my sword has feelings, and like we got we have to trust each other more, and I can't just treat it as a tool. I got to treat it as like a, a family member or whatever, and like it's happening. And so it was annoying when like he goes in, and then they're like. Oh, Zanpakuto are mad at you guys because you don't treat them right. And it's like, how, how many times does he learn this lesson? Like, yeah, what no, the that's fuck? definitely way more apparent to you because I, I remember every instance you're talking about, right? Like, I remember, now that you've called them to my memory, I remember every single one. But I didn't have it in my head that this is something that I've seen already, and he's constantly having to relearn this. And it's like, why is he always soul searching? Yeah, why is it's it, like it happens every time? Soul searching, but you know what? I blame it on Taikubo. Who keeps giving him new identities? It's like <laughs> if, every, if every arc this motherfucker is gonna find out that he's someone else, then I understand True. why every True. arc he has to soul search because he's never the same person he was in so the last true. arc. Like why? Why when Yuha Box slammed him on the ground and I thought he was gonna, you know, basically kill him, you see Ichigo just blocks it and the blue vein activates, and it's like, bro, it's Yo. mind you, it looked cool as shit. Like it looks, it so did look fucking. cool, but, but that was like, also bullshit because, yeah. first of all, big reveal. Ichigo's Quincy. Okay, cool, whatever. Um, it was also like, a lie. There's a lie that happens there. Okay, and let me tell you what the <laughs> lie is. He says, "Oh, it was a mistake to have the jailer yes, um, attack you yes, first. Yes, you blah blah blah. You attacked, and because you were the surrounded with his and your Quincy energy. Oh my god, it was so your bad. your energy like it awoken your dormant." Quincy energies that were like dormant, you didn't have access to them. Being around his Riatsu awoken them, right? And you didn't have so Ichigo had no access to his Quincy energy until now, right? Let me tell you why that's a lie. Because a couple episodes later, you find out that Zangetsu is Yahweh. Yes. And that Zangetsu is the one that fucking has been given Ichigo his pet. Like he's been you like it's to say that. Like it just doesn't make sense. He's been the using power, technically he's been using Quincy powers. This he's been time. using his Quincy power the entire time. You can't say they're dormant and that they just now awoken, which is what happened. They did just now awaken and he got the blood vein because. But he's been using Sanketsu the whole time, who's allegedly who, been you. Which, by the way, you guys just made that up. There's no way he was. He was ten yeah. years ago. He was not Yahweh. Okay, y'all made that up. Yeah, that is. It is honestly wild. Also, that whole thing is. I don't really like that. I didn't like it when I read it. I didn't like the whole idea that the ultimate villain in the entire series happens to be Ichigo's Zanpakuto spirit that we've been seeing and has been helping him his entire life. And it's been helping him to help Shinigamis, which the Quincy's hate. So it's just kind of very strange how this whole thing, because Zangatsu never makes any mention of it. Uh, there's never any inclination that he's a Quincy or that he's some guy that got defeated a thousand years I ago. I it's, don't understand why he gets young because like, there's the part where Zangetsu, where Zangetsu becomes young. Uh, apparently, when Ichigo uses his Bankai, Zangetsu gets younger. I don't really understand why, but like the spirit that's in his, the, the spirit that's in the Zanpakuto is like 
the spirit from him a thousand years ago. I, it just, it's, I just feel like it's like, it's like a really big ass pull. It is. To it, say it's that, like, like multiple hearts in there and all that. It, it's given me very Kingdom Hearts, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it because it's it nonsense. Like, and it's also like he's been having access to Quincy power this whole time. Like that's what he's been drawing from, and obviously his hollow powers, which he's been drawing from white as well. Uh, but we get that. We always understood like, well, the one with the pale white skin that we see that looks like each yeah. but just with pale white skin, it looks evil as fuck with the red eyes. We got that, that one was a hollow. Like we, <laughs> we, we completely got and accepted that. But to tell me that the other one was a Quincy is wild. Like to tell me that this <laughs> entire time that that other one was a Quincy and no one knew that is kind of like, all right, that is an ass pull and I will accept it before we completely get off of bleach and wrap this episode up though. It would be a crime if we didn't talk about Unohana versus Kenpachi. It was mm-hmm. one of the main highlights of the entire season. Uh, so I want to spend some time on that. And I also want to just say, because I was I brought up Aizen. We got really excited. I love how Aizen only had a very brief cameo, but he's still the GOAT. Because in his brief time talking to Yuha Bak, he's like, hey, I heard about you. I read about you. It's so nice that I actually get to meet you. I didn't think that this day would ever come. And they have a little conversation or whatever. And basically, the whole thing is that Yuha Bak wants to recruit Aizen on his squad. He's like... Yeah, I was in the middle of saying something about this, and then I got sidetracked. Go ahead. Yes, which we do all the time on this podcast. And I'm sure you guys are used to it, where one of us is about to say something, and then we just go completely left field and never go back to it. And that's just a part of the eye on their pockets at this point. Like, that's just how we are. (laughs) Uh, And we apologize for that, but we are who we are, right? We rant. So, yeah, Aizen Aizen is like, I reject because I don't want to help you, and you can't have two people on our level... One of them being a subordinate. Not only that, he says some fly shit because he says like, you know, blah 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 was to help, and he's like, is a Quincy asking a Shin? Is the Quincy King asking a Shinigami for help? And he's like, yeah, but we both want the same thing: the destruction of Soul Society. And then Eisen says like, basically, Eisen says like, uh, like the Quincy King shouldn't. He basically rejects him because he thinks the Quincy King shouldn't need Shinigami's help. Like he's like, I think it's disgusting that you would even need my help. Right. Like he says some fly shit. Then, like you're the Quincy King. Like you should be above me. You have walk is like it would take too much to try to kill you and bring you back to the castle. He's like, so fuck it, I'm just leave you here. But in that brief little interview that they had, uh, where Eisen didn't get the job. Later on, you find out that Eisen put him under Kyokusui Getsu because he thought he had more time. To exist outside of the shadows that they come from, which is a rant. Apparently, they never left Soul Society. So when you were asking like where they come from, I think it's just complete bullshit that like they're they've just been in this like shadow void thing that you it, it it's a it it is a rant. Okay, that entire shadow thing where they come from is a rant. But they get pulled back into it at right before mm-hmm. right before he's about to really kill Ichigo and kill Zaraki. He just gets like, oh, our time is running out. We have to go. Drew Graham Hoshwell's like, yo, I'm opening the portal. We're going back to the, the palace or whatever. And when that's happening, uh, Ichigo's all pissed and everything. But I think that Yuha Bak recalls meeting Aizen. He says, motherfucker, in that brief amount of time that I was talking to him, he put me under an illusion and it literally warped reality. He, it just yeah. warped time for him. It's, it's the same thing Sasuke did to Donzo. When Sasuke was fighting Donzo, the way he beat him is actually so crazy. He beats Donzo, who has unlimited lives, by making him believe that there were, he added a few extra seconds to each eyeball. So yeah. basically, if every eye has 60 seconds to use Izanagi or Izanami before it closes, Sasuke just put him in a simple, it was called the simple genjutsu in the manga. Like he put him under a very simple genjutsu, nothing crazy, nothing Sukuyomi level, that just made him believe 
that he had more time so that when they actually all ran out, he still thinks that he's invincible. He tanks an attack and dies. Like that's yep. how Sasuke beats Danzo. So basically, Aizen, I honestly think he did it to troll because like there's no, it doesn't really accomplish anything else. But he made him believe that he spent X amount of time with him when in reality he probably was standing in front of Aizen for like several hours, just, just slobbering. He's sitting there, and then like all of this stuff happens. And what's funny is that. We see the conver- their conversation is seconds. Like there's they don't have a long conversation, at yeah. but a ton of time passed. And he's like, "Holy shit!" Like I didn't. Re- so Eisen completely chained up, locked up, sealed away. Yep. Is still putting people under Kyoku Sugetsu and just like ruining their life. It's so good. I love that about Eisen. But yes, the other big part of this entire thirteen episode arc was, and this I don't really agree with. And even when I read the manga years and years and years ago, I thought it was very strange the whole Kenpachi idea. Like, okay, Unohana is revealed to be the first Kenpachi. And she is outrageously strong. Apparently, she used to be the most notorious criminal in all soul society. She was so powerful. Also, her name is revealed to be Yachido, which is the name of Zaraki's lieutenant. Yes, that is also very interesting because I've always wondered if maybe his sword, his sword spirit was actually that little girl. I remember saying to myself, it seems like no one else can really interact or see her. If you go back and watch Bleach, that little girl will say things and do things, and no one but Zaraki seems to react to it. it. It's very rare that someone will actually interact with the little girl. And for example, in one of the movies, I think it was the movie about the memories, uh, Fade the Black. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I'll, I actually love the Bleach movies because the captains gets, get to go fucking bonkers and there's no repercussions <laughs> for it. But anyway, and I believe Fade the Black, there's a part where Zaraki is fighting against the guy. And the guy starts running when he realizes that Zaraki is too much. He literally starts to run away. And as he's running away, the little girl starts running beside him. And she's saying, kill him, Ken-chan. Get him. And, like, he doesn't really react to her doing that. Like, she's being a pest. Yeah, he yeah. He does, and it almost seems like he doesn't even know. But she's, like, running side by side. Almost in a, It's, like, cartoon cartoonish, really. Yeah, yeah. And she has a lot of those cartoonish moments. So when they reveal that... Unohana's name is Yachiro. I was like, oh shit, that's a huge reveal. Also, her yeah. being the first Kenpachi and a criminal, her, the nicest lady, the healer, she's the she's the most notorious criminal in Soul Society's history, I think. She was also part of the she's the very first captain of the eleventh squad. She was part of like um Genryusai's like first, like the first formation of the thirteen squad. Yeah, she was one of the thirteen. They show her in the flashback. Uh, she looks scary. When she has her hair down and not in a braid that covers her wound from Zoraki. They also change her art. Like, she looks... Yes. <laughs> Evil as fuck. Yeah. Her art is so wild. I actually love what they did with Unohana. Like, obviously, that is also probably a huge ass pull. Um, but I really, really like her whole backstory. Like, I vibe with cool shit. And mm-hmm. it's just really cool to me how they made her this outrageously powerful person uh, she could have been zero squad level and all this other stuff. She was the only person back in the day who knew that Aizen wasn't actually dead. I think he even says it when he sees her after his uh, fake, his illusion is yeah. there. He says, like, you're the only person who actually saw through it. Uh, but they don't, they never fight. She's there when he, he when he invades Karakura Town in the Arankar arc. She's there. They never fight. He doesn't really seem to care about her in particular. He doesn't name her as like a threat when it comes to Zaraki and all the people that he's like Ichigo Zaraki, Captain Commander and stuff like that. So she always has this weird placing where we kind of ignore her too, because she's just known as the healer. And then even when uh, Captain Commander uses Bankai, he said, no matter what, 
you specifically stay here. Never leave the fourth squad headquarters. And we think like, oh, it's obviously because when everybody starts getting pieced, you're going to need to heal them all. But apparently it's because if things go really left, you're going to need to train Zoraki to be stronger and all this other stuff. So there's like this whole party arc that focuses on those two and how they actually met when he was a child and she was just out killing a pile of bodies and doing her thing. And he was so strong that he gave her a wound that was really, really bad and it's permanent. But because she wasn't strong enough, he started to nerf himself during the fight. Yeah, like she was so str- she was the only person to fight Zaraki, and Zaraki actually had fun fighting. And he subconsciously started to nerf himself and hold back without even realizing it because he didn't want the fight to end. He started it was the first time. Yeah, it was the first time he ever had fun. So he just started. And the way they do it, there's a couple parts where they do it that does look cool. There's a part where like his head kind of drops and like his grip on his sword loosens. Yeah, and like she kind of she like gets offended by it and she's like can't like holy shit like this guy is like looking down on me and yeah because he's like when he's a kid there's a really cool part where uh she's talking to one of her lieutenants or one of her subordinates right and behind her is a pile of bodies and she turns around and was like when the fuck did that get there mm-hmm. and on top of the pile of bodies is Z- Zaraki. And yep. he's just looking down. He looks like a savage, too. He's in basically rags. And he has his katana. And he just, I guess he killed a lot of people. So they start fighting. He stabs her through, like, the top of her chest. And so she braids her hair to cover that for the rest of her days. But now that the situation in Soul Society has gotten so grave, she now has to train him and reawaken his powers. It's her greatest sin that she wasn't mm-hmm. strong enough and that he became weaker because of her. It's like her greatest regret in yeah. life. And then, so there's some cool things that happen. So first of all, I do think that essentially what happens is however Yachiro comes in to be, um, maybe we'll talk about it more in future seasons, but I think that the reason why Kenpachi gave Yachiru that name is like he named her after the only person he ever had fun fighting. Right. Um, Because as we know, like, when they met, you find in like original Bleach, when they met allegedly, like neither one had names in like, he gave her a name or whatever. And like having a name is like important and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's even a part where like after he loses to Ichigo, I think, or it might've been another, but I think it's after he loses to Ichigo and he tries to talk to his sword for the first time. And then Kenpachi reminisces on like how much, how, how bad he feels that he never respected his sword to learn its name because he remembers the pain of not having a name or whatever. Uh, okay. And so That's there's, weird. you know, that stuff. But um, anyway, so there's a part, Go yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. There's a part. I was gonna say there's a part that's really cool when they're fighting. When Bro. like at they're fighting and she kills him yeah, over and over again. So like let's get into it. Let's get yeah. into because like okay, we've we've done all the setup, like she was Kimpachi, whatever. Fuck it. But the part that we're all here for, it's fucking bleach, right? We want to see the fight, we want to see the blood, we want to see the action. This is considered the two strongest Shinigamis, apparently, outside of like the Zero Squad, obviously. And also outside of Aizen, the captain commander. So clearly, mm-hmm. even though you're the Kenpachi, I don't think that means that Zoraki at any point was ever stronger than the captain commander. I don't think that's what it mm-hmm. means. I think it just means that you're the strongest person who knows all these sword styles and you can fight better than most people. But like when it comes to hacks and stuff like that, I don't think that they're fucking with Aizen, with captain commander, with Ju. Oh. Ju- also, speaking of sword, apparently Yachiro means like 8,000 styles. Like, <laughs> Well, apparently, yeah. Uh, <laughs> What is it? Unohana knew 
every style of sword and every style yeah. of combat. So that was a thing. And then he, I guess he knows all of them as well or whatever. He's better at them than most people. But, uh, so they're fighting and she kills him several times. Like Kenny said, like that is actually what's happening. And he thinks that he's just having mental lapses. He yeah, thinks he's that he's, blacking out. he's like, am I dosing off? But the whole time he's literally fucking dying. And she, <laughs> she, she learned how to be, she even says this during the fight. I learned uh, healing styles in keto because it was necessary for this, essentially. Like, the reason why I know how to heal people so well is not for the sake of, like, soul society. And it uh, it's so cool. It's so dope, the way they draw her eyes. She looks evil as hell, the hair all long and down. So when she evil, activates evil. her bankai and it's like a blood sword. Yes. And you start to Which see the skin melt off Confuse me. Bodies. Correct me if I'm wrong. When remember the giant like jellyfish thing that she had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that her shikai? That is her shikai, and it heals okay. people. Why? Because I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I when she first did that, I was like, does she have two bonkais? But no, I guess that shikai. the other thing was her shikai. But I thought maybe her bonkai had another name too. You know, everybody's yeah. bonkai has got another name. I <laughs> think because they say something. I was reading this on a thread uh, on Reddit. After I finished the entire Bleach series, I went back and like read all of the Thousand Year Bloodward arc and stuff. I wanted to know what happened. I did this very recently. I went into a Reddit thread and it was explaining about how uh, Shikai's and Bankai's can't be too different from each other. They have to be somewhat related. They, you have to be able to draw some kind of line through them where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this this makes sense. So in the manga, they did a terrible job of explaining where her Bankai was. They didn't even explain it, to be honest. She activates it. It's one panel where you see... Yeah, it's just- she it gets bloody and it's like just I don't know what's going on. And then but after that, you have no idea that you she's see, just wiling. And then you see both of them as a skeleton. Mainly, you see Zaraki, but you know you do see both of them as a skeleton. And he's like, "What is this feeling? What is this sensation?" He's having these internal thoughts, and he says, "Like this is the best feeling I've ever felt in my entire existence. I don't want this to end ever." And as they're mm. fighting and stuff like that, you don't really realize it in the manga, but they expand on it. Thank God in the anime where you come to find out that she's healing him. Like he's dying and her Bankai, just like her Shikai, it heals. So it's bringing him back to life over and over again. And every time he comes back to life, he gets stronger so much. So to the point where she's like, Holy fuck. Like at <laughs> one point he couldn't deal. Yo. Okay. The animation on this particular episode was not only episode six, where Captain Commander fought against Yuha Bak, but Unohana versus Araki, the animation, there's this one part where they're fighting in that cave and she's slashing so fast that there's just blood slashes all around her, kind of like a shield. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's advancing towards him. And literally, you just see blood. It, it looks crazy. Like the actual animation on that <laughs> entire part, he's trying to fight back and block, and he can't really defend. So he probably gets killed a couple times right there. Oh, uh, it's really well done. It's it looks really insane. Well the animation is amazing. It, it looks kind of like uh, the classic thing where, like, um, Ichigo like swings his sword and like knocks the shit away. Yep. Like it's like a classic scene. Um, they even pseudo recreate it in one of the scenes in this season. I forget where with, with Ichigo, but I don't remember. But they also, as awesome as these fights are, they reveal like basically a retcon to kind of say to explain to us how Ichigo beat Zaraki. They just they basically say that like in all of Zaraki's fights, he limits himself to be around the level of his opponent. That way he can have fun. And so yep. the reason why he lost to Ichigo is because he was limiting himself. Everybody knows Rocky's so much stronger than Ichigo, but this is why. I Once again, 
it's cool. It's it's a cool retcon to a plot hole. Yeah, because um, that was a major plot hole. Okay, for Zoraki to be considered the strongest Shinigami in Soul Society, essentially, uh, and for him to lose to Ichigo, it never made sense. It never ever made sense. And then Nene just said, "Okay, well, we do have to fix this," and it's the, because he he nerfs himself in every fight. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. "Okay, I have to accept." Sure. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> that entire that entire fight honestly was just so well done and it takes up a big chunk of the episode which i liked they yeah. didn't bullshit around uh i like again I, I i can't really say much else about it the animation was flawless her bankai looked really really cool and at the end of it the thing that i have a gripe with is that she has to die for some reason i just don't like that i don't yeah, like yeah, that yeah. her entire uh i guess reason for existing is to train him up to be back to where he used to be before he got nerfed by fighting her. Yeah, and I don't in the understand. Process she has to die. Like she's the best healer in Soul Society. Yeah, and in a way, simply exists, but she has to die. You know what the problem is with Bleach as a whole? I'm gonna just say it before we get out of here. In a way, exists, and in a way, simply existing makes so many things not make sense to the point where yeah. the characters have to acknowledge it. Like Yuha Bak had to say to Captain Commander. This doesn't make sense. Why do you not have an arm? Not even Orihime, though. Like, aside from Orihime, who just is a cheater, um, this Kenpachi Unahana is also the greatest healer besides yes. Orihime. Yes. She's the greatest healer, and one of the how great she is, she can kill you and bring you back to life. That's yes. how fucking great she is. She can kill you hundreds of times and bring you back to life. So there's literally no reason why at the end of the fight, after Zoraki is like fully empowered again. Why she can't just like, okay, patch herself back up. Now you have two Kempachis. Yes. She'll just be number two, and that's fine. But the fact that we only get to ever see her fight once in the entire series, and her one time fighting, she technically loses. Uh, it's really weird, and I just never liked it. I didn't like it back then, and I was low-key hoping that they somehow change it, even though I knew that, that that would be such a huge change to make her live. But it just doesn't seem... It doesn't make you know, sense. Not not that this was planned, right? Because not I feel like nothing's really planned. But yeah, I do feel not like that this was it's... planned. But many years later, many years after these chapters were written, I, I won't really say the contents of it too much, but a some a bleach chapter came out and allegedly they're supposed to be like actual he's gonna restart writing bleach again. There's another arc he's allegedly writing. And um that the whole arc thing, I'm not gonna go into detail, but is that the Yeah. Okay. And we might see some shit there. I don't know. I'm I, so. I don't know anything about it, but nobody does because it's not out yet. But yeah, allegedly but yeah, there's I, uh, new chapters she's gonna write. I just didn't understand why one of your strongest warriors, when you're in a crisis, would need to die for the sake of another warrior. That just really didn't make sense to me when you have healers like Inoue. I would have had Inoue somewhere in the vicinity watching the fight, and the second he accomplished his goal, which is he's so strong that he could one-shot her, because that's what happened. He stabbed her in the same fucking spot and killed her this time. And like, okay, she uh, air quotes here, she died. Now have Inoue reject, bring her the fuck back, because again, Zoraki doesn't use keto or magic or anything like that. He literally physically assaults you. So, the wound that she got, it wasn't like when Captain Commander killed that one uh, Stern Ritter who tried to oppose him with his own subordinate's Bankai, and he said, if that's his Bankai, why is it so fucking weak then? And then that he was just, so hype. And then he slashed at him, 
And the one slash that he did in his direction literally incinerated the guy until there was nothing left. There was literally yeah. that was also that was hype. I really liked the backstory because like episode one, um, his lieutenant basically dies. Yeah. And his lieutenant dies, and then we get a backstory where it's like he mastered Bonkai and only used it once against him, and then spent the rest of his years refining it. And then yeah. like Gen Gen uh Gen Ryusai was like, I know you're pissed right now at how weak your but like yeah, he said something like he was like your bankai is so much stronger than this like i feel your hatred like he doesn't know how to use it and yeah. like it was cool as it was he's cool. being shocked by it right like he's completely being in he's completely engulfed in a thunderbolt and he's talking absolute trash he's like if this is his bankai then why is it so fucking weak and he just slashes one time and i thought that was really dope but it's like okay that guy there's nothing left so in a way i'm sure that she could bring him back still but I would understand if Unohana got completely wiped out of existence because Zoraki got so strong that when he slashed at her the final time, he literally erased her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's nothing left to heal. But for him to just give her a stab wound and for all of us to have to accept that a stab wound in Bleach of all things, where people lose actual limbs and get them back, like Grimjaw fully lost his arm and he got incinerated. Actually, yep. that proves it right there. You can just fully bring somebody back because Grimjaw yeah. completely lost an arm and it got destroyed by Kido. And then it got completely brought back into existence by Inoue. So I'm not buying it. It's not really well written. Uh, and it's just one of the many plot holes of the entire story. Just one of the things where like they have to create stakes. Like when you watch it at first, like if you just watch it, like you can just enjoy a lot of it if you're not looking for the problems. It's when you like sit down and like think about what you watch, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But that's why I said the season's really fun. It looks beautiful. There's a lot of really cool shit that happens. And um, if you just take it as it is, it's really fun. Watch when you sit down. But when you sit down and think about it, there's a lot of shit that happens. You're like, why? Why did that happen? Like when we did the episode one review, I remember mentioning like uh, when the fucking uh, we know them now as Stern Ritter. But like when the one guy was there and he was like, or they were Stern Ritter, whatever. The guy was kneeling and the guy comes in. He's like, oh, good. You're kneeling to me because, you know, like, know your place. (laughs) And he's like, I'm not kneeling for you. And he's like, well, then who could you possibly be kneeling for? And it's like, you know who he's kneeling for. It's your boss who's right there. But it's just just a set up a moment for you to go, huh? Huh? Oh, shit. And like, it's it's like they they do things to set up moments and to build tension. But like when you think about the moments, you go, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that that literally did not make sense. I forgot that that happened. Where he's like, oh, you're kneeling to me. He's like, well, why the fuck would he be kneeling to you? And then you got, you got the nerve to ask, who are you kneeling to? You know goddamn good and well who he's kneeling to. You should be kneeling to so you don't get fucking cooked. And then he gets cooked. He gets cooked. Yeah, that wasn't very good. But again, the shit talking, Captain Commander episode one, when, it, when the people are like, we got here so easily, I'm surprised at, there was no security. And then he turns around and says, well, because I'm here, mm-hmm. this is the safest place in the entire soul society. It's like that line is crazy. And it is I crazy. for shit like that. I literally It's also the second safest place. I've learned that the safest place is wherever Aizen is. I want to be next to him. That's where oh, I want shit. to be. <laughs> say, yeah, I mean true. True. Aizen, <laughs> Aizen apparently can barely be killed. He's essentially immortal. Uh his power works on Yuhabak. And you're gonna find out real soon why that even that is a feat for Aizen. Like everything just works for Aizen, essentially. Like the fact that Yuha Bak is in Kyoko Suigatsu is already a rant. It's all, it's it is already, an absolute it's rant. Already, it is already a rant. All right. Well, before we get out of here, guys, 
Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. If you want to write in and tell us your thoughts on Bleach, a thousand year blood war arc, write into I'm their podcast at gmail.com and we will read it aloud on the show and discuss it in a later episode. Uh, we do have a listener letter from Austin Cruz that we will read out at some point soon. So Austin, we did not forget about you. If anyone else wants to write a listener letter to the show, we can put them all together as we do often and just kind of discuss them in an episode and be kind of a fun thing. And it can be on anything. Honestly, Kenny and I have discussed all types of shit, financial advice, even though we're not financial advisors, uh, we've talked about, we talked about relationship advice, even though, well, I'm not in a relationship. Kenny is, but we're not like, you know, love gurus or anything like that either, but we still can give our own take on it. Cause we're old men. Uh, but if you want to talk about anime video games, the last of us, uh, whatever you want to talk about, just write it in and we will read it aloud on the show and discuss it. That is one of the things that we offer on this podcast. Uh, yeah. And then we also have our Patreon account on our Patreon. We have exclusive episodes of the podcast that are a video version. And then we also just have episodes that are not released anywhere. Like the episodes that are on our Patreon. There are several of them that are exclusive to just Patreon. We release once a month. Uh, we will be doing the January episode next week. Mm-hmm. And those episodes are up there. Uh, we also have episodes of Master and a Pupil and Two Masters that are only available on Patreon. So I believe I am up to like episode 10 of Master and a Pupil on Patreon, but I've only released a few episodes on YouTube publicly. So there's like three or four episodes on YouTube that are public of Master and a Pupil. And then there's a few Two Masters on uh, YouTube. And then there's more episodes of that that are exclusive to just Patreon. So essentially, our Patreon has a lot of exclusive content, especially now. Like, as I look at it, because I went back and tagged every single video on our Patreon. So now when you go on Patreon, you can actually look through categories. So like, if you wanted to just watch Master and the Pupil, you can go to the tag Master and Pupil, and it will pull up all of the videos that are just that. If you wanted to look at every episode where we had a Yu-Gi-Oh! guest, I have a tag for Yu-Gi-Oh! guest where every episode we had a Yu-Gi-Oh! guest, they're right there. If you want to look for just the Patreon exclusive episodes that are only on Patreon, I literally have a tag that says Patreon monthly episode, and you could click on that and it will give you all of them that we've ever done. So it's now so much more organized, which I love. I just love organization as a type A person. Uh, so you can digest our Patreon a lot better. But What's that? We- you got diabetes? What the <laughs> That's I got type A diabetes. Like, why are you bragging? Shut about the that? fuck what up. You talking? Shut I'm up. a type A person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Anyway, I'm talking about how he's missing a toe and shit. Like, I, I'm done with you. I am so done with you. Sugar. I was having a very serious conversation with our patrons, <laughs> with our listeners, and here goes Kenny derailing me as usual. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so before I get out of here, let me give a shout out to the 46 people who are subscribed to our Patreon. Uh, thank you so much. I also thank in the last you, week, yes, I also in the last week went through our Discord because we have the I'm Their Podcast Discord server, which I really love it there. But one of the things that I went through and did was I made sure that everyone's role in the discord gets updated with, with their Patreon uh, subscription is. So if you're a main character, right, which is essentially main characters, the highest tier, we only have one tier higher, but that is exclusive to one person per month. That's optional balls. That's where you can literally come on the podcast. But most, mostly the highest tier is main character, right? And the main character tier has a color associated with it. in the I am their podcast discord. I believe it's the color red. So like you can tell people who are main characters, you can tell people who are just party members and you can tell people who are just NPCs. And I don't say that in a derogatory way, but you can literally see it. Yeah. It's, it's a tier system and it's really cool that you could be distinguished that way in the discord server. Uh, And if you, the way it works is, and I wrote this in the announcements, but if you are subscribed at any point at the main character tier for just one month, for example, 
and then you at some point go down to like let's say party member tier or whatever your color in the discord like your tier in the discord will always represent the main character tier so that's how that works uh, but i went through and made sure that everyone has their proper uh tier and their proper role because some content is exclusive depend like if you're a main character you have content available to you that is only for you and if you're a party member you have things that are only for party member and and above so that's kind of how it works uh but yes on our patreon we give shout outs to all 30 or 46 of you damn it's actually 46 people active right now on patreon which is so crazy but it's, thank you it's guys really exciting it is and we're going to keep dropping content keep putting up exclusive content for you guys so yeah anyways connie austin leon quest garen xavier hylian dimitri barnes alexander Brissett, Vinny casello giovanni avalos alex flamer Andre reynolds cj dubk dad one dan Vrabel. First to home, Dallas Fernandez, Estadacuma, Mitchell Niles, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Michi Safirides, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, Roz Weiss, Nick Stengo, Hanto, our two-time national champion, Vincent Zen, Sarah Maria, Sunny Top Cut Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa, Jalen Haskins, Arali Melfi Slump, Kang Petty, Chris Lynn, Jeff Luang, Blake Jeffrey Smith, Connor LK, MSW2389, Edison Club, Kyle Botelho, Brandon Moore, Sugal, and Nick, our newest patron who subscribed for an entire year, apparently... Uh, I forgot about this, but you can do an, a subscription for the entire year and you get a discount when you do that. I think it's like 15%. So if you subscribe for an entire year to the Patreon, you just get a nice discount and you don't have to worry about it. So Nick, thank you so much. You're our newest patron. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you need a Discord link, let me know. Reach out to me if you subscribe to our Patreon. Even at the lowest tier, you get access to our Discord server and you get access to it forever. Uh, so if you, a couple things. If you need your role updated in the Discord server, because it should be a different role because you subscribed at a different tier and maybe I just didn't notice it or whatever. Sometimes it's hard to match people's Patreon name with their Discord name because those two things aren't always exactly the same. So some of you, I literally couldn't tell based on what your Discord name was. And I need you to reach out to me or Kenny and just say, hey, I'm a main character or hey, I'm a party member and we'll cross check it. We won't just do it, right? Because then anybody can just be like, well, I'm a main character and then, you know. But we will cross-reference it with Patreon to make sure you'll give us your email address or whatever it is, because we can blatantly see them anyway. Uh, and then that will tell us, okay, yeah, you're right. You should be a main character. You should be a party member. And we'll give you that role in the Patreon. Anyway, as I always say, do the things that make you happy. We're getting the hell out of here. Uh, that includes, you know, doing the things that make you happy includes reminiscing on how great Bleach was with the shit talking and the action and the, and the anime and the fact that it's back. And I'm really happy about that. I am. I can't wait for whenever the next season comes out. July. I'm looking forward. Wait, it comes out this year. It does. It comes out July. Oh, awesome. this year. I'm looking forward to July. I'm looking forward to uh, whenever Attack on Titan season eight part seven comes out. <laughs> March, I believe. Um, and Demon Slayer. I'm looking forward to all that. So. And damn, Demon Slayer. Yeah, we got some good shit coming out. We got a bunch of anime, all kinds of shit. And, I'm so uh, happy. looking forward oh. to it. And yeah, yeah. can't what wait. makes me happy is reading 600 chapters of Bleach in a very short time. Yeah, Kenny's broken. I don't know how the <laughs> Kenny is broken. The fact that this guy can do shit like that, I just I want to reread One Piece so bad. I just like I want to do it so bad. But it is such a commitment. Even though I know I will be so fulfilled and satisfied, it's awesome. But I just think about the time, right? Like, where does he? But find... you just get into it. You just know, get into. I know. It. Where do I find the time? I'll tell you where, real quick. If you if you're still here, a little quick. This is where I find the time, right? I almost exclusively read bleach at work <laughs> i fucking so i was at work it. and it's like whenever i would take the trash out i would read a chapter 
So like, I would like take the trash out, read a chapter. I would like go get ice, read a chapter. Like whenever I went to go do something, I'd read a chapter of Blade. <laughs> I just snuck it in, and then I would read it on the way to work and on my way home from work. And yeah, I read a lot of Bleach that way. That's a good way to do it. I mean, at work, I definitely uh, I don't I don't want to be working. Obviously, I'd rather just be getting paid for nothing. But it is what it is. If you can find some downtime to read stuff, that is a great opportunity. So yeah, I'm not yeah, mad. When at it's it really at busy, you can't do that. But obviously, you, know, you yeah. find you find your opportunities. I yep. read a lot of Bleach that way. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're getting the hell out of here. We will catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace. Thank you.